0: I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. All right, so we've been talking about landing a remote job for a while now, but the one thing you're probably most curious about is how to learn the online skills you need land these jobs. I'm not just talking about getting a brief introduction but learning from actual accredited schools so you can be taken seriously when you apply for these jobs. You've been waiting for a while and I'm really sorry about that but I have finally created a whole page listing the best courses to take from teaching English online to becoming a freelance writer and so much more. All from trusted sources that will get you that remote job so if you're ready and serious to take the next step then visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started again you can visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for being here for this extended interview with Nicole where she's going to share with us how to get started teaching English as a second language while you're abroad. So you can actually teach while you travel and go to a different country. So we love that. So, hey, Nicole, how are you today?
1: I am well, Debbie. Thank you. How about yourself?
0: I am wonderful, and I'm really excited to be learning all of your tips and tricks on how to be able to teach on pretty much any soil that you can <laughs> land into. But before we get to that, can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life?
1: Okay, sure. Well, I'm Nicole Boyer. I am from Detroit, Michigan, and I uh, went to the University of Michigan, go <laughs> blue, and I was a communications major. And so... <laughs> Yeah. So, um, you know, I used to work in market research for uh, several years before I was actually laid off from my job. I was working in Chicago. And in that period, I decided to look at opportunities uh, teaching English abroad, you know, because I was just curious about that lifestyle. And I was like, oh, I can't find a job in Chicago. I'll just go abroad. Let's see what happens. I'll go abroad for a year and come back when the economy gets better. But (laughs) Eight later, and I'm still gone. <laughs> so that's uh, <laughs> just a touch about me. This is a uh, offbeat, offbeat path that I decided to take. <laughs>
0: It's definitely one that's taken you all over the world. And of course, make sure to listen to Nicole's initial interview where she talks more about her experiences living in Oman and how she got there. So it's pretty fun and I love learning more about her. But today we're going to talk about how someone can actually get started teaching abroad, teaching English while they're abroad. So I'm pretty sure you've been asked so many questions, Nicole, because you do have a book and we'll talk more about that later because a lot of people are really interested in this. Like you want to move to a different country, but then you don't know how to create that income so that it becomes more sustainable. But you're also scared because you don't know if you're going to be able to land this job or not. So my first thing is, are there any requirements to actually land uh, teaching English online when you're in a different country?
1: Oh yes, well, actually, it's quite interesting because, like I said, I started this uh, this offbeat offbeat life over a decade ago. So initially, like during the time period when I lost my job and decided I'm going, oh, I'm just going to go to South Korea and teach English, I initially did not have any ESL teaching experience, and I didn't have any certification. I actually didn't uh, get my TEFL, my Teaching English as a Foreign Language certificate, until I had already moved to Korea after my first year there. So back then, it was quite easy. As long as you had like a four-year bachelor's degree from an English-speaking country, check, check, you know, you were able to land the opportunity. But now the landscape is much more competitive. So most countries want you to at least have the four-year certificate in addition to a TEPL or a TESOL, um, a teaching English um, as a second language uh, certification which is usually like a 120 hour program that you can do in person or you can do online, you know, depending on where you are looking to go. It's better to do that in person. So I was fortunate to have the opportunity to do that after I already moved abroad when I was in South Korea. But now in this landscape, I recommend people start looking into those type of programs before they decide to go abroad.
0: Are there any specific places where you find that the resources to actually get the certifications are more legit? Because I know there's a lot of places out there that could be scams or maybe they're not what most places are looking for.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I feel that, you know, looking at some of the different recruiters, some of the agencies actually give, you know, they'll they'll put you in the right direction um, regarding looking at those type of programs. So, you know, like for me, when I first decided to move to South Korea, sorry, not South Korea, when I first, when I decided to move to Oman from South Korea, I had found my opportunity on SeriousTeachers.com and like Teach Away is another um, really good site. Teach Away actually gives recommendations for different TEPL and TESOL certificates, you know. So yeah, I, I do feel that people should look into those type of sites and you know, I I kind of go more into detail on those and the book as well. Um, you know, a guide to an English teaching job abroad. So, yeah, there. I mean, there's a ton of ton of programs out there. So I really try to do some research and put those into the um, to the book for for my readers and followers.
0: Yeah, I love that because it gets really confusing. You know, there's a lot of information out there and you just don't know which one you should go with. Now, for those certifications, do they expire or can you use them year after year and you don't need to renew them?
1: No, actually, they don't expire. Like for me, I've been using the same Tuffle Certificate for the past 10 years. Um, But you know, like it really also depends like that. That's the, the, the most general basic requirement that you can use to get into, like, say, South Korea, like my experience or Japan or even China. Like there's so many opportunities in East Asia. I always recommend people to consider starting their um, ESL teaching experience there because there's those opportunities and the requ- requirements are not as strict as, say, like being in the Middle East and um, UAE. Some people are like, oh, I have a temple I'm going to teach in, in Dubai. And I'm like, well, actually, the Dubai educational system, they're a little more strict regarding, like, they, they want you to be a certified English teacher in your home country. So that's part of the reason I've stayed in Oman, as long as I have, because like UAE, I don't even have that particular, like, English t- teaching certificate in which those teachers do need to renew every few years. So, you know, um Yeah, so it just depends on the location, like which certification you need to uh, work there.
0: So can you also give us a idea of how much ESL teachers actually make while they're abroad? And I know this is probably going to vary whether you're in Asia, South America, Europe. (laughs) So I'm sure it's going to be varied. So.
1: Yes, it, 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 you hit the nail on the head essentially with that. Like, you know, they, in, in South America and Asia, you know, you don't make as much money as say someone living in the Middle East or even East East Asia, like the cost of living is lower. And like when I was in South Korea, I, I didn't make as much money as I'm making now in Oman, but, you know, the the cost, the lifestyle, the, the cost of living was so cheap over there. So um, it was kind of relative, like you can probably make, around 30,000 USD a year, um, depending on what, what part of the East Asia you're in. Um, as opposed to like being in the Middle East, you might make like starting somewhere c- closer to 40,000. And, um, the beauty of that is your income, at least here is in the Middle East is tax free. So, you know, I, I oh, don't, wow. yeah. So you, so basically that, you know, a
0: lot of that is take you pretty home. pretty much of, keep all of your money. <laughs>
1: Essentially, yes. Unless you're a traveler, most like, of
0: it, <laughs> right?
1: Unless you're a traveler like me who hasn't kept as much as they should, but uh, yeah, so that's one of the benefits as well, like you know, the tax-free income. Um, yeah, and then like in Europe, you're, you're not going to make as much, <laughs> or in South America, you know, you're lucky to make like a thousand dollars a month, you know, barely twenty thousand. But the cost of living is cheap, so you know, it's relative to, to the location.
0: Yeah, it kind of adds in together, because if you think about it, if you're not getting taxed, if your cost of living is lower, then it's going to be a lot better for you. And it's a lot more um, less stressful. You know, um, when I talked previously with Nicole, she's like, I'm so much less stressed here. (laughs) So that also is part of the payment, everyone. Another thing that I'm curious about, because. I, I'm not sure, but are you a U.S. citizen still or did you, you are? Okay, so one of the things that I've heard some people say that if you're making a living in a different country, the U.S. taxes you for that. Does that happen as well? And is that a lot that ta- they take off? Because that could be another consideration in terms of when you're earning something in a different country because it's not online and how much they actually tax you, which kind of sucks because you don't even live there, but... <laughs>
1: Yeah. And that's the thing about it. Like for me, like I know my friends who are like full time digital nomads, they have to be very careful depending on where you are based versus where your income comes from. So like, let's say, for example, you're living in Thailand, but your clients, you're, you're working online and they're in the States. Yes, they're going to tax you on that income that you receive from the States. But even though you're out of the country, in my case, my income doesn't come from the States at all. Um, well, my, my freelance, I you know, make tax on the freelance writing. but yeah, that's a <laughs> story. But my full-time job, you know, they can't touch that. Like, I still have to file taxes every year so that, you know, they track me. The, the States, the U.S., they're, they're going to, Uncle Sam is going to get his money. he's going to know where, where your income you're is like, coming we from. Right? Are, right. We know where you are, Nicole. We know where you are. Exactly. They know where you are. So, um, so they, they know, you know, I'm a U.S. citizen. I see. Still have residency in the States, even though I've been living out of the country as an expat. So it depends on how long you've been outside of the country in a, in a tax year. So that's part of the, like if you're out of the country for over 330 days, which is typically the case for me, um, they can't tax that income that you didn't make in the US. So it just depends on where mm. you came from.
0: This is not about, um, Teaching English online, but I'm just really curious since you've been living in Oman for eight years, are you a permanent residence there now? Like, how did you? Because, like, do you? Because I know there are certain places where you have to leave the country, get your visa. So I don't like how is that working?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question. (laughs) I wish I did have permanent residency here, but you know, it's it's interesting that you asked that question because I've been here for, like, you said, almost decade, eight years. And I've worked for several different agencies during that time. Um, so every few years, I usually get a new work visa depending on which agency I work for. Um, so yeah, I've been through di- three different uh, <laughs> three different visas. So it's, you know, it's not a permanent residency. My, my visa is related to my employment status, you know, as oh, a, okay. a teacher. Yeah. So Shot. I mean, sometimes I, I I have heard that for people who have lived here for twenty, thirty years, they might give you like some type of clemency where you can get like permanent residency. I'm not there yet, <laughs> but uh, yeah,
0: you'll get there. <laughs> <Inshallah>. <laughs> So if you actually how do you actually get permanent residency? Is it the length of time? Do you have to marry someone from there? Like, do you just have to apply to it? And then because this a lot of this stuff is just so confusing. Right. Like in every country has their own rules. And then the U.S. also has its own rules. And oh, it's just confusing to me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's funny you said it because like I, you know, like I I don't have experience personally, you know, marrying a local. But I've heard that even like some people who have married locals, like it's still even difficult for them to get permanent residency. So, you know, a lot of it is, you know, it's not just like, oh, you apply and you get it. No, I mean, in most like the opportunities I've looked at, I've, I've considered, you know, for the future like retirement. And not just in Oman, like other countries, like Portugal is actually high on my list of possible retirement locations. But, you know, if you have like investment, um, like a property there, you know, you, you can, like here in particular in Oman and other countries, they there's different permanent residency rules. Like they have the golden visa, which you yeah, have Basically, rich like you know, depending on how much money you're bringing into their economy, so they'll they'll give you the permanent yeah. residency if you have two hundred thousand dollars, you know, property in their country. So it just really depends on the country. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because there's, again, there's so many different rules with each of the places, different countries that you're going into. So that's just, that's also something that's really important, especially if you want to stay there. You know, I know, Nicole, um, you stay in Oman for, you know, for a long time now. So it's just good to know these things. Because, you know, like a lot of times, especially for nomadic people, like, you don't really think about these things until, you know, the pandemic happens. but. (laughs) And you have to stay put in one place for a longer period of time. But it's it's good to know these things so that you don't get in trouble or anything like that. Exactly,
1: so know, important.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've seen some people that have gotten in trouble because of this, and not because they did it on purpose, but it's just you know not educating yourself properly. So that's unfortunate if that happens. But yeah, thank you so much, Nicole, for all of the information you gave us on how to get started teaching English abroad. And obviously, there's so much more to learn. We haven't even gotten into so much more details. So if anyone wants to look into purchasing your book, learning more from you, where can they find you? Oh
1: yeah, actually, um, you know i self published a book, so it's available on Amazon um under my name obviously Nicole brewer. It's called "A Guide to Landing an English Teaching Job Abroad." You can just search on Amazon and voila, you'll find me, and yeah, you know i I, I one of my goals you know one of my, my dreams was just to inspire people to consider this lifestyle because it's it's been fabulous, so yeah, hopefully if you're interested, check it out on M- Amazon, yeah,
0: thank you. Love it. Thank you so much, Nicole. And of course, we're going to have all of this stuff in our show notes as well. So it's easy for you to get the link. Well, thank you so much again, Nicole. We really appreciate you. It's so much fun to talk to you and learn more about this and how you're living in Oman for all these years and you're loving it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for
1: having me. I had a blast.
0: I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Nicole. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where she shares how she was able to travel and live abroad as an English language teacher.